Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com. My name is Steve Eunice, and joining me is Neil Bailey, who's recovering from a throat infection. Hi Neil, how's the voice? Pretty good considering. Woke up this morning and able to breathe, and by the miracle of modern medicine, I'm here tonight. Strange, huh? How are you? I'm fine, can't complain. I'm actually enjoying the lighter load now that all the hype surrounding Superman Returns has died down somewhat. Yeah, it's been more quiet. We've lost a lot of the Fairweather fans, and thankfully most of the trolls that came by from Ain't It Cool News or wherever to make our days harder as well. Thanks, guys, for sticking with us and remaining faithful to the site. We'll keep bringing you the best up-to-the-date stuff. Speaking of which, we're pretty certain of getting a sequel now, with both Alan Horn, head of Warner Brothers, and Legendary Pictures both confirming that they're looking forward to the next movie. No doubt. I already said in chat, and I'll say this publicly, if there is no sequel, and by a sequel I mean a direct sequel to Superman Returns, I'll eat the paper of a DVD cover on the Superman Returns DVD when it's released and YouTube it for y'all. And that'll make up for having no sequel in some small way, no doubt. That's how sure I am. <laughs> well, while that would be interesting to watch, I'm pretty certain you won't have to chow down on that DVD cover. Besides, I heard they'll be putting cyanide in the paper stock for that DVD release. <laughs> they probably put worse than that in the industrial ink. Nothing a good bottle of castor oil can't save me from later. No guts, no glory. Besides, if I have to eat that cover, I'll have bigger problems on my hand, like figuring out how hell froze over. Yet yeah, there seem to be some people out there who think that might just happen. Superman fans, no less. Yeah, it's a lot of trolling and pessimism. It's only to be expected, given that no matter what kind of movie comes out, there's going to be folks who wail on the film and want to hate it. It doesn't make it any more for us, any less frustrating. One thing I've learned about the internet is that someone's always got to rain on the parade. Personally, I like making cogent arguments when I've got to be that guy, per Smallville in my reviews, but I get annoyed when I see folks saying empirically that they're scrapping the sequel based on misreading or purposefully misleading mis, uh, us with quotes. It reminds me of politics, which stinks. This is Superman, not politics. And for those people calling for a new beginning, a, a new origin movie, please, we really don't need to see another origin film. I mean, who in their right mind would try to redo Donna's classic take? Superman Returns, in my, my opinion, has reintroduced the characters to the movie-going public, and now it's time to move forward with another tale in the series, and from Singer's comments, it's going to be a beauty. Or even if that is what you want, and I can see how any new Superman story would be neat. And if I were in charge, there would be three new versions at the same time. Current market and current situation is that it will not be that way. Superman suits don't believe that we can handle multiple histories uh, outside of the comics. So we can either pray for the impossible or try and exert the inevitable towards what we as fans desire. There's talk of a super-powered villain in the sequel. Uh, do you want to see General Zod again or someone else? I take Zod, Brainiac, or Doomsday, or, or Luthor amped up. Mainly, I just want to see Superman cut loose for once, like he did in Superman 2 against some opponent, with the mental side of it, you know, like the banter in Empire that made the lightsaber battle so good. You don't want just cool effects. You want, come, son of Jarrell, kneel before Zod, and that'd be better if I didn't have a sore throat, but you know what I mean. Personally, I'd like to see Brainiac. I think with Zod, it's a been-there-done-that sort of thing for me. Let's use someone else in Superman's rogues gallery. Uh, Brainiac would be awesome, I think. If not him, then, say, Bizarro or even Metallo. And as for Jason, I think he could, I don't know, up the up the stakes somewhat, uh, being held a hostage of some kind to lure Superman in by the villain. Kind of taking the role that has traditionally been Lois's, uh, the bait, if you will. I think Singer's going to head that way myself, especially given the vague history. Either way, I'm sure he'll amp it up with the fan request for more action. I'm betting he'll even mention something to that effect once the DVDs comes out on a commentary or something. Speaking of which, do we have a date for that yet? 
I keep hearing November 28th from various retail outlets, but I'm actually more interested in the actual contents on the DVD. Hopefully we'll get an official press release and all of that from Warner Home Video before too long. No doubt. And the giant set? Any new word on that? Nothing new at this point in time. I think they've moved away from the original 14-disc set and are looking at an 8-disc Christopher Reeve set and a separate Superman Returns set where originally they were being bundled together. It'll probably be easier on the pocketbook for people who just wanted the Superman Returns set or can't afford the big one. Speaking of movies, uh, Hollywoodland comes out on September 8th. Are you planning on seeing that one? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about a small review. Anyone interested in that? Let us know over the email. I'm definitely interested and I think it's going to be good. We're going to review the soundtrack for you guys too, so watch for that. For those who aren't aware of the film, it's the story about the mystery surrounding the death of George Reeves, who played Superman in the 1950s TV series The Adventures of Superman. It stars uh, Ben Affleck as George Reeves, uh, with a great cast including Diane Lane, Bob Hoskins, Adrian Brody, and some others. Uh, Check out the official site at hollywoodlandmovie.com. So how about the comics of late? What do you think of music's new work and Supergirl under Joe Kelly? Yeah, um... On the Superman titles, um, it's a bit hit and miss for me. I guess uh, Kurt's had a a tough act to follow with the excellent arc by Jeff Johns before him. As for Joe Kelly on Supergirl, I'm not sure. I I don't know where he's headed with the character. It's been all over the place with the transition between him coming on and Greg Rucker leaving, so I'm not sure. Yeah, Kelly had issues from even back when he was on Superman, or Action Comics, rather. A lot of people see him as classic, though, so I want to give him a fair shake. Still, Supergirl's lackluster desire to be a hero, portrayal of her as not wanting to save the Kandorians, maybe it's to find information about her home, who knows, but still seeing her smoking and playing up the bad girl thing, give me that for the early 90s, but not now, per se. Yeah, I wasn't too put off with her smoking and partying, and if it somehow shows that the character is going to redeem herself later on in the story, you know, it could it could work. Um, it just jumped too sharply for me from the whole Candor story to this new uh, story. There's, there's been no resolution. Uh, hopefully Kelly just doesn't drop that thread behind. Hopefully he picks up on that later on. Agreed. Kelly deserves a shot. He didn't pay out for me with the strange Zod, but I'll give him a shot with Supergirl. I mean, it's a new image, roughing into it. He'll need a few months to get into a book he just jumped on. And Busiek, I think Busiek has talent. I know he does, from Up, Up, and Away. I was just reminded, though, that he was the guy behind that abysmal JLA story, and so far he's been very hit and miss for me, um, mostly miss, beyond that first issue where he pegged Lois and Clark down. Otherwise, Lana is the CEO of LexCorp, a cookie-cutter villain, and heck, the auctioneer aren't working in his favor. And why are Lana and Pete getting divorced? I mean, what happened over the past year that moved them from reconciling their marriage after the whole ruin incident uh, to splitting apart now? I don't think we'll see that referenced in 52, and, and that's a shame. I just don't understand how it got to this. I think it's just bad continuity again, plain and simple. They're not only butchering continuity left and right, now they're going back to that awful first-time concept without, without the continuity to back it up. I mean... Honestly, I can't state how that makes me feel without expletives. I put 12 years into a continuity, and if they want to change it, fine. Just say so. Don't wiggle around it, like, the, like they did with Crisis, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Lana and Peter together when it's convenient, and not when it's not. Just like Superman was birthright in Origin when it was convenient, or Burn, or New Earth when it's not. And that's just shoddy, no other way to put it. When you say first time, I'm guessing you're referring to the new Superman Confidential title coming out? Yes, they're going to show First Kryptonite again. Remember DC First a few years back and how badly they bombed? Even the Jeff Johns one. That's the only Jeff Johns comic I didn't like. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see how that book pans out. 
but continuity being botched up isn't a comics-only domain. See what they're doing in the TV show Smallville? Yeah, Jimmy is older than Clark. I mean, I'll give it a shot, just like I promised to give Lois a shot, but if past performance is an indicator of future rewards, well, that's all I'll say about that. Well, he's not older, I don't think. Uh, roughly the same age is what they're saying. Right. I, I guess what I'm getting at is that he's not the kid assistant, he's a contemporary, which kind of stunts him a bit. Yeah, but either way, is there anybody left from the future Metropolis who won't be able to recognize Clark as Superman? Well, there's always the old memory erase kiss, so how that'll go over with Perry, I don't know. Well, personally, um, well, I, I don't think Goff and Miller really care. Um, they'll never have to deal with it because, to me, it looks like they're just grabbing for ratings with re- really no concern over how it could actually work if they were, say, told by Warner Brothers tomorrow that, hey, listen, guys, the show's going to continue, but it's got to become a Superman in Metropolis show. I mean, they're not going to have to deal with that, so I don't think they really care. It's what I've been saying since season two when the how-do-you-think-they'll-wrap-it-up emails peaked. My response remains the same. I believe they have no real firm plans and will leave it open-ended. It's more about playing in the sandbox and cleaning up the mess. Which has great results sometimes, but leaves anyone looking for a coherent narrative peeved after season two. They were spinning the whole, you know how it ends, this is the journey getting there deal, but uh, which actually doesn't hold true anymore, because there's no real possible way that this journey could end where we know the story is supposed to go. I think they know that, which is why they've gone less with how will it end up angles and interviews and more. This will be the season that pulls out all the stops. No, we really mean it this time. Don't get me wrong, I still thoroughly enjoy the show. It's still very entertaining. But it's just getting harder to think of it as a Superman-related show anymore. It's almost like an alternate reality show in some respects. Um, for comic fans, like, uh, like The Red Sun, where Kal-El landed in Russia, or the one where he landed in medieval times. Yeah, an Elseworld story, if you will. Well, yeah, it's like I said at the beginning of Season 4. If you don't immediately set aside the future of this storyline and just focus on the now, you're not going to like it. And even when you do that, it's still got issues. Still, it's a Superman show, and in my mind, the best one shown on TV yet, so I'm not saying stop watching. I'm just saying use that grain of salt with a spoon. And swallow quickly. Yeah. Well, that about wraps up our little chat. Did you want to add anything more before we move on with the rest of the show? Well, one last thing before we move on. It was a blast meeting all of you guys at the con at Wizard World Chicago. Thanks for helping me sell out of books a full day earlier than the con ended, and thanks for all of you who recognized me by sight. It was flattering as all hell. It was a good, me- it was great meeting Gary, Shannon, Steven, and everyone else. I, I haven't had such a great time in years, honestly. I- it was a great break, and I'll do my damnedest to get back next year, hopefully with some comics and exclusive Superman Returns 2 air- information. I mean, how cool was it to finally meet Barry? Cool, and uh, thanks again to you, Barry, and the others who helped man the table at the Wizard World Chicago convention. Uh, thanks, too, to Paul Levitz. Uh, no comment. My name is Garth. Okay, let's quickly move on to the teaser trailer for the latest chapter in Superman, The Last Son of Krypton audio drama. Sounds good. Play it again, Steve. Superman finally confronts the new vigilante in Metropolis. Envy, listen to me. You've got to put the gun down. Nice try, jerk. You weren't gonna hog all the glory this time. John Henry's investigation of Dr. Anderson leads to startling information. Anderson was the head of Reprodyne when Luthor founded it. And you'll never guess what Reprodyne was set up to research. Cloning. Mercy gets just what she wanted. Is it done? Yes, it's done. Every last electrical defense and armament has been deactivated. And Lex and Lois meet in a violent confrontation. 
I've got you right where I want you, Lois. Don't make this more painful than it needs to be. You want painful? I'll give you painful. The walls crumble as Pendant Productions presents issue 20 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, arriving August 30th, 2006, only at supermanhomepage.com. Mischief, ma'am, and no soap. Promise. Be sure and download this latest chapter, available now alongside Radio KAL at supermanhomepage.com. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Time for the Super Secret Soundbite competition. Last month we had five people guess that the sound came from the third third episode of Season 2 of Smallville, Duplicity. Only five? Must have been tough, I know I didn't get it. Congratulations to Stephen G, Steve Holmes, Nelda Mormon, Ellie Kazoom, and Sean Hemmings. Good going, guys. Let's see if more people can guess this next sound. That's been relegated to folklore in scientific circles. Can you guess which episode of Smallville that sound comes from? If so, use the Super Secret Soundbite entry form found at Radio KAL webpage at the Superman homepage site. We'll read out the names of each person who guesses it correctly in our next show. Money's on two, maybe three next month. Amp it up, guys! Brainiac brain teaser time. Oh, here goes my logician street cred. In our last show, Neil revealed that in Superman's Fortress of Solitude, a Kryptonian crystal doubled in height each year until it reached its maximum height over the course of ten years. He asked how many years did it take for the crystal to reach half its maximum height. The answer is nine years. I got it right in opposite land where I rule with an iron fist. Made of sponge. Verily. Okay, read us a new brain teaser already. Here goes. The prankster, attempting to confuse Superman, tells him that he plans to destroy Metropolis on a particular day of the week by asking him, when the day after tomorrow is yesterday, today will be as far from Wednesday as today was from Wednesday when the day before yesterday was tomorrow. What is the day after this day? And the answer is when Wimpy pays for his burger. Nope. The answer will be re- revealed next show. Drat. Another special treat for our Superman in Song segment of the show. This show, we've got another fan-made Superman song to play for you. Nice. What's it called? It's called Faster Than a Speeding Bullet, and it's by longtime Superman fan Daryl Ellis, who has been a country music and Superman fan since he was a kid. And this summer, he's released his single, Faster Than a Speeding Bullet, which he's graciously allowed us to play for you right here on Radio KAL. Awesome. Play on. There's no need to fear, cause babe, I'm only here to ask you just what's on your mind. You're a damsel in distress, a maiden in despair. You got memories you're trying to leave behind. I'm not the kind of guy that leans on pickup lines to give the conversation a shove. But it looks like your heart's in danger, and this looks like a job for love. Faster than a speeding bullet, I'm coming to carry you away. A locomotive couldn't stop me, cause I'm not waiting another day. If I have to leave tall buildings, I'll do it cause they're not gonna stand in my way. Yeah, faster than a speeding bullet, your Superman is on his way.
said he'd give you everything, but all you got was a ring. The night he called you up to tell you goodbye. Now your heart's in despair and needs some repair. Cause all you do is sit there and cry. Love's a never-ending battle. I can see it's got you rattled and sometimes it seems like you can't win. You need a knight in shining armor, not a mild-mannered charmer to sweep you off your feet again. Faster than a speeding bullet, I'm coming to carry you away. A locomotive couldn't stop me, cause I'm not waiting another day. If I have to leap tall buildings, I'll do it cause they're not gonna stand in my way. Yeah, faster than a speeding bullet, your Superman is on his way. Yeah, faster than a speeding bullet, your Superman is on his way. Daryl's website at DarylEllis.com. Head on down, folks. And that's all we have time for on this edition of Radio KAL. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Feel free to write us using the feedback form on supermanhomepage.com if there are any topics you'd like Neil and I to cover in uh, future shows, or if you have any other suggestions you'd like to put forward for the podcast. Thanks, guys. You stay classy, Mr. Paul Lovett, sir. Until next time, I'm Steve Eunice. Thanks for listening. <laughs>